Hello and welcome to Assertive Radiance. I am your host, Nadia Fleury, and today's episode, How to Break Free from Mental Exhaustion. Hi, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate that you are here. Today I want to talk about a deep and close to my heart subject, which is how to break free from mental exhaustion. The first thing that I want to bring up is, well, what is mental exhaustion? What I want to share with you today, it's not based from what can be found on Google or from psychologist's perspective, because I'm neither Google nor the psychologist. So I want to draw information from my own experience and what I've learned in the past uh, 15 years. So to me, mental exhaustion is oftentimes what we say. We hear it when we say, oh my God, I'm so mentally exhausted. Now, I have my fair share of feeling that way for a long time. I realized that now I'm no longer feeling that way. And as I was creating this episode today, I thought, what shifted? What happened? So for me, mental exhaustion is when the mind keeps doing something, especially some thinking, and there is no resolution. Like the mind gets stuck in the loop. And over time, when there's too much of it and there's no rest, then the mind goes into exhaustion. Now, how do we get to be feeling that we are mentally exhausted? Well, I believe that it starts with worrying. Worry is basically fear in disguise. Now, we can worry about us, like you can worry about yourself, or you can be worrying about others. Although it is uh, normal that we will care about our loved one, worrying about other people will be very challenging because you cannot control them. Now, why do we worry? Well, it all boils down to your thoughts. Think about it for a moment. Why would you be tossing in your bed at nighttime when there's only you and your sheets, maybe your partner is with you, assuming that your partner is well-mannered and, you know, that you're not fearing of your life because of physical or emotional violence. So assuming that that part is safe, you're not sleeping with tigers or wolf. You know, there is no immediate danger around you. So why would you be in a worry mode in that moment? And that's what I mean by it starts with your thought. The worry is not about an imminent danger right in front of you, but a possibility of something that may happen in the future or something that happened in the past that you can't let go and it keeps going on and on in your mind. Another thing that I notice is that worry is contagious. So notice if you haven't caught this worrying syndrome from somebody around you who has thoughts on their own and keeps, you know, talking about it. It could also be the news. The news is good at telling you everything that is wrong in this world I noticed that in the news, there's about 95% of bad news. And then the last little segment of the hour will be the good news. And notice also that it's news, news in the plural. So we're not necessarily hearing the truth. 
we're hearing what happened from the perspective of someone else. Now, I'm not saying that we should not be watching or listening to the news. I'm just saying that be mindful that if it doesn't help you at nighttime, like if you're having thoughts about it at nighttime, you may want to limit the amount of news. Like for me personally, I'm just going to share with you a little bit about me here. Anything that has to do with raping somebody, it will disturb me for months. So I have to stay away from any movies or any news that has to do with someone being raped. I'm very sensitive to that kind of violence. And um, if you have been into this situation or going through this situation, my heart goes out for you. Why God is sending you this kind of trauma? I don't have the Holy Spirit's answer to that question. All I can say is that it is part of your journey to look at what is the positive within the negative and shift your thoughts from how can you find courage in looking in to see, okay, what is the gem of something positive within that situation? I'm just bringing this example to share with you that for me, I am very careful as to what I will choose to watch at nighttime because I know how my mind works. Now, the bigger question would be, how do you stop worrying? Well, from my perspective, there's only two ways to stop worrying. And number one is to have faith in you, not from a religious perspective, but from the faith in your abilities to be able to deal with whatever will come your way. Second is to having faith in the Holy Spirit, to trust that no matter what trauma you received, there is something positive that will come out from it and you will figure it out in this lifetime with your abilities and with the Holy Spirit to guide you along the way. The rest, you can't control. Like, for example, you cannot control what your boss might say or do about you or towards you. You cannot control your parents, what they say, what they do, or what they choose not to do. You cannot control the news either. The news will be playing no matter what, that you choose to watch it or not, it's still going to go on. You cannot control what you're going to see on social media either. So you've got to prevent anyone or anything playing tricks with your mind. You see, your mind has space. I mean, we don't realize it, but if you close your eyes, you're going to see darkness, right? It's dark. However, all this darkness has space. And when your mind is not occupied with something constructive or positive or in loving nature, it will be occupied by the worry thoughts. And that's why it's so important to, first of all, discern what comes in. Whatever comes in into your body, either physically or mentally, has to be filtered out. And worrying is something you absorb, and your body needs to process it. It starts with your mind, because your mind will create a thought. The thoughts create a feeling. Remember, there is no tiger 
in your bedroom. Yet, why would you be afraid? This is what I mean by your thoughts. As I mentioned earlier, mental exhaustion has a lot to do with fear. So now the question would be, what are you willing to do about it? Well, first of all, you need to identify the root cause of your fear. The obvious is a money challenge. If I had enough money, I wouldn't be worrying about X, Y, Z. Or if I had enough money, I would quit this job because I don't like working for my boss, right? But that is what we see. But usually money is an outcome, not the root cause. So you've got to be willing to go deeper. Now let me share with you a little story of how I can put all this together. For the past 20 years, my spouse used to be the one who took care of all the income tax returns. Now, when I got a divorce in 2019, it meant that for the return for 2020, I had to take care of my own finances. I had to be willing to look at what I've spent years neglecting. So why was I neglecting my finance? My biggest fear was, oh my God, what if I do the income tax return and I need to pay money to the government? So I was afraid I didn't have enough money to pay the government if I owe the government something. However, deeper than that, I had my own judgment towards how I felt about my finances. I really thought that I'm a bad person if I don't pay my bills on time. And that is a story that I've heard ever since I'm a child. So deep down, if I'm a bad person, if I don't pay my bills on time, what does it mean? I'm afraid that someone is going to point a big finger at me and either laugh at me or judge me to say that I'm a bad person. And that in itself is fear, as in fear of judgment. The thing, though, is that I could only free myself from my fear by facing the fear dead on. So the first step was to stop thinking about it and get my income tax return done, right? So all I needed to do was to gather all the information. However, I had to be willing to look at the finance, not from a place of fear, but from a place of it just is. And in the end, when everything was all done, all I had to pay was $200. And yes, I had the money to pay. The thing, though, is that I spent months worrying and procrastinating for $200. I could have solved my problem, let's say, by February or March 2020, but I procrastinate all that till the month of July. So for five months, I allow the fear to take over the space in my mind. While I was in fear, worrying, I could not have space to be thinking of something more fun to do. What mental exhaustion does to your brain is very similar to fog. You have to see the fear as fog in your mind. And the more fog there is, the less clarity there is. And when you're struggling with lack of clarity, it's so challenging to take any decision and action. So the first step to free yourself from mental exhaustion is to 
Get it done. Get whatever that thing that you fear the most, get that out of the way. However, don't do it from a place of fear, but from a place of learning. When I did the income tax return last year, I started in a place of fear, and then gradually I went through judgment, and eventually I went in through, oh, now I'm learning something. But when I finished, I was so proud of myself, and I knew that now I understood, like I had reverse engineer what the accountant has done for the past five years, and suddenly I understood better what a business is all about. So the learning in itself was a blessing in disguise. But first I had to be willing to get started and then go through the motion. And by the way, fear is not the only one thing that can bring mental exhaustion. It is whatever that is weighing on your heart. You could be feeling guilty about something, or you could be hurt by a bad outcome. Let's just imagine for a moment that you've lost your job. Now you are hurt by the news. You can spend some days talking bad about the employer who let you go. But deep down, your fear or your worries is how will you provide for the kids. And deep, deep down inside you, what is really going on, like the deeper root cause, may be that you know that you have neglected your skills and now you're not sure if you can find a new job that will bring you the same income. That is where the deeper worries is. And to offset that, well, is to have faith in your abilities. You can always turn anything negative into a positive you may say that you don't have the educational background, but never underestimate your experiences. That counts for a lot too. So always find a way to turn anything negative into a positive. In conclusion on how to break free from mental exhaustion, just remember that it's usually something to do with how you feel about yourself. The challenge though is that so often we don't want to see it. And so we choose to pretend and live as if it didn't happen. The trouble is that, yes, you can pretend all you want, but at nighttime, your mind has a way to bring all these things into your mind, and that's when it comes and haunts you. So in the end, it boils down to this, deciding to face whatever is troubling you. That decision is what allows for you to break free. The word decision in Latin means to cut off. And this is how you gradually set your mind free. You've got to cut your story or cut to the chase. You arrive at a point of no return and you say, from this point forward, I will do what needs to be addressed. By taking that stance, you start a new beginning, and that new beginning has to be followed with incremental actions. One action leads to another, and gradually, it's these actions that will get you to break free from mental exhaustion. And this is what I had on my mind to share with you today. I sincerely hope that it helped you in some ways. If you feel that it can help a friend, please share it. And please stay safe and healthy, and let's chat next week. Have a fabulous day.